Veggie Tisa, episode 55. Again. <laughs> everybody welcome back it, we are back again deja vu man you missed us we know it i got music all up in my ears because <laughs> it was funny last time when i said it although it confused <laughs> you i am scott and i am scott duarte on this inch and all on that it's good to be back we um I know you missed us last week so terribly much. I missed uh, me too. <laughs> we had a faculty meeting during our regular recording uh, time, so we weren't be able to uh, push anything out. Yeah, this this whole fall has been a little bit weird schedule. I'm yeah, we've been erratic. With, Scott has uh, a couple new classes that he picked up, so which cut into other recording times that we yeah. had uh, previously set aside. Yeah. So, Which was working well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well. And I'm sure you all care. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we are back and uh, we are doing this thing again. Um, we probably are going to get at least two shows, two more shows before the end of the year. Uh, at least that's the way it's looking at. Um, Unless we have that writer strike over here. Exactly. We write. <laughs> No? All right. No. Um, so, uh, we have uh, any news for you? I have um, no news bumper because I don't have my regular full spectrum of sound. I got this uh, one, though. We'll call this one News. <gasps> Are we on a different machine? That's why we don't have yes. the whole thing? Yes. Ah. Um, yeah, our, our news is that we know exactly when we will be presenting in TESOL. On the Thursday at one o'clock, April third. So n now you know, April and you have third April second. I think it's the third. Okay, third whatever is Friday. Okay, it's the second then. Okay. <laughs> uh, so so you have no excuse to say, oh, I have other plans because that's like six months. Day in one, man. Yeah. So <laughs> mark your calendar, and we will be there. I hope. <laughs> we'll phone get on it a plane, in. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes, well, the TESOL thing has uh, been settled in. Uh, the Argentina gig is uh, pretty much uh, up in the air up. still. I don't uh, know. I haven't heard anything from them. Yeah, I haven't heard anything either. So, um, if you're in Buenos Aires, please let us know because we need some uh, guides. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice um, just to know if all of our documents. Uh, you receive them. Yes. So. Sure. Uh, what else? There was one other one other piece of news, but it is eluding me. I don't know. All right. So, no, no. Not a big shocker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so let's uh, after news. Uh, let me give you my email. My email is scott at edgycation dot org. 
or org. Org. <laughs> and your email. <laughs> Scott Duarte, S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E, all lowercase, all one word, at education.org. And I remember, I knew if I gave my email address, I'd remember what the other news was. Uh, right now, we have a survey up on the education site. Um, it is on the left side above the recently resized My Chingo button where you can leave a voice message. Uh, the survey is kind of is aimed at uh, current full-time university teachers in Japan. And if you fall into that category, if you would please take the time to uh, fill out the survey. Uh, we're trying to, we're working with a Temple University student to figure out a little bit more information about uh, what kind of gigs people are getting and what uh, what's out there so we can speak more intelligently about it. <laughs> Us? Intelligent? Yes. Well, it's an oxymoron, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting survey. So yeah. um... And it'll be good information. We'll have that up probably, I think, through the 15th of January, and then uh, serve, uh, results will be out beginning of February-ish. And so, yeah, stop, stop by the website. Uh... Fill out the survey, uh, look at our forums. Uh, leave a question, leave a message. Exactly. Answer a question. Register on the site. Yep. For the survey, you do not have to register on the website. Right, no, it's through SurveyMonkey, and uh, it is ooh, all ooh, anonymous. Ah, ah, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, we do ah. ask for your email so that we can send you um, stuff. Uh, send you stuff. That's not <laughs> what I wanted to say. We can send you the results of the survey if you're interested uh, it also helps us verify that the survey is done by folks who say the, who are who they say they are. So, uh, other than that, uh, the information from the survey will not go out um, as like emails and stuff like that. Unless they pay us a lot of money for them, it would have to be a huge stack of cash, a yen, money, <laughs> of any almost any denomination. Uh, so let's uh, bust onto the topic. All right, today's topic, um, just a, a nice, easy, uh, short one. Books that we like to use, books yes. that we have used in class, um, books that we are currently using in class, and um, things that, books that, that work for us. Yep, because when we've done books before, we've talked about negative books or negative aspects of books and stuff like that. So this time we're going to try to be... Kinder Light and, and airy and, yes. and full of sunbeams and rainbows. Puppy dog's tails and snips <laughs> and snails. And... All right. So um, what I'm going to do is divide it into uh, different, <laughs> wow. into different categories. Yeah, my brain is just on slow-mo today. Yeah, that's nicely done. Tell you what, how about a five-star? <laughs> Go um, ahead. Okay, so because my list is much shorter. You're just uh, going to lump some of them? Uh, well, there's there's actually a few that I have enjoyed using, um, although I don't want anybody to throw anything at me. Uh, Fog is still one of my favorite books. Focus, I don't know that one. Focus on grammar. Okay. And uh, it's For got a the grammar three book, levels. it's a good. I, I, like, I like grammar books. I like teaching grammar. I went and we did the... Uh, Cycle. Exactly. We did uh, um, a thing today in my pedagogy class uh, where I got to do my spiel for countable and uncountable. <laughs> I love doing it, too, because I get to have this big old cup of coffee, and I'm like, okay, what's in there? And they're like, coffee? I'm like, now what's in there? They're like, 
coffee. And I'm like, okay, let's try again. And, you know, because to show the idea that for non-count nouns, the name doesn't change mm-hmm. by and large. Um, and it was, you know, it's kind of fun. And, and you usually get to drink I drink a lot of coffee. Exactly. And usually I try to have like snacks and stuff. So I have chocolate. And, <laughs> but today it was kind of spur of the moment. So I just had the coffee. Um, but, you know, that was one of the things that I actually made. Well, you know, it's kind of the, the spiel that I put together while using the intermediate focus on grammar book mm-hmm. um, based on the lists that they had in there. So that's, I, I really enjoy it, although it does have some pretty strong weaknesses. I don't have it there. It's on the other side. Okay. Um, it, it's got some weaknesses in that it's the, the less the exercises are repetitive and can get boring after a while. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, it's good enough. I think for grammar, I used grammar in use, but I, I don't, I can't guarantee that. Yeah, the other one that I really like, um, that everybody I'm sure has used or seen or loves or hates, is uh, the Blue Betty. <laughs> Azar Blue. Blue Betty Azar, yeah. Azar Blue. Um, love that book. Mm-hmm. The black one, sca- the black one? Is the black one the low one or the high one? I don't the high, The high one scares me. I think the high one is black. I think red's the low the one. The red's the low one, yeah. I think. The, the blue one covers, you know, basically everybody from just out of beginner, beginner uh-huh. up through basically everything, in my opinion, that, that a student really needs to know. Because once you get into the, the black one, it's, uh, it's stuff that the native speakers don't do well, <laughs> <laughs> in, in my experience. But, um, we do very good. Yes, me do good. <laughs> I'd like two coffees, sir. Coffee is non-count. You would like two cups of coffee. Okay, I'm done, man. <laughs> That's it? One grammar book? Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> well, well, I got a, one pedagogy book there. By, it's actually sitting on that chair there by Duff called uh, Teach English. Um, if you're doing uh, teacher ped- trainer. teacher training, type stuff um the teacher's workbook is is very good as far as laying out the topics it's not very robust as far as theory goes but uh it's got a lot of practical stuff in it well brown's is good for that which brown yes dan maybe dan brown (laughs) john brown john brown baby Dude, I don't know. I don't right. know. I don't Somebody know. named Brown. Has Someone named Brown. Well, because there's a Doug Brown and there's I a, think it a is Brown. Douglas Brown. I think I it is Douglas Brown. I remember which one was at San Francisco State. Douglas. I do believe. H. Douglas Brown. Yes. Yes. That was the book that I, I took the other guy because I didn't want to buy his book when he was teaching the class. <laughs> and Professor Brown, if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to take this show on the road. Yes, and, what do you got? Uh, what do you got? Let's start with reading. Um, it's always good to find good readers or good reading skills books. Uh, for low-end classes, I suggest uh, Reading Power and More Reading Power. More Reading Power is the intermediate. And I thought you were going to hold that up and say this one. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, Longman puts out uh, the Reading Power series. And more Reading Power, it's just, it's, it's good overall. It has um, timed readings. It does skills as in vocabulary, um, vocabulary skills, vocabulary and context, um, just all the, 
the normal reading skilly type stuff that you need. <laughs> Reading-y, skilly -y. Exactly. And main ideas, topics of paragraphs, things like that. So it, it's a good intermediate um, book. I wouldn't, I don't use it uh, entirely for the class, um, mm -hmm. but it's good. If you have a higher level class, then what I, I prefer is developing reading uh, versatility. Um, who puts it out? Harcourt puts it out. It's by uh, W. Royce Adams and Becky Patterson. And it does a lot of the same things that more reading power does. It just has higher uh, language level. So it's actually, I think, developed for native speakers. So only use it for very uh, upper intermediate to advanced level students. But uh, developing vocabulary skills, uh, s study reading skills, and write flexibility, fact from opinion, inferences, conclusions, uh, affective comp comprehension. I got a tangent. Okay. About this book, the yeah. More Reading Power book. I opened it up, flipped it open to page 92, for those of you who are following along at home. <laughs> um, and they're talking about a whiteout. Do you know what whiteout means or ice fog? These are terms that many Alaskans know, although other Americans may not. And then it goes on and talks about ice fog occurs on, a ver on very cold, minus 40C. Now, before I finish this, um, do you know that there's a point where Fahrenheit and Celsius are the same? Did you know that? Did I care about that? No. Well, if you're there, then you'd care. <laughs> um, yeah, below, yeah, it's, it's, it's at minus 40. Or, exactly. It's, yeah. it's exactly at minus 40. And so, of course, you know, usually books give, you know, it's the Celsius and then here's the Fahrenheit. So <laughs> it occurs on very cold minus 40 C or minus 40 F days. I'm like, if it's the same, it's this, you know, it struck me as odd. You know, I could overlook that small part. <laughs> Not me, man. This sucks. <laughs> so. But the, uh, the other stuff in here looks good. For, for reading skills, those two books are really nice. Um, again, developing reading versatility for higher end uh, reading power and more reading power by, who wrote that one? I'll Beatrice S. Nicolecki <laughs> and Linda Jeffries. All right. And again, uh, more reading power. The reading power series is from Longman. Uh, developing reading versatility is from Harcourt. Now, those are good for uh, general reading skills. Uh, other, other books that I have used in the past are the... Um, well, it's a whole series, and it's basically the Today series from Thompson Heinley. And you have themes for today, insights for today, issues for today, concepts for today, and topics for today. Each different one is a different level. And these are pretty good readers. Um, they have vocabulary exercises, comprehension exercises, um, close quizzes, discussion exercises, and writing activities. But the writing activities, it's a reading book. It's not really a reading writing book. So as long as you approach it that way, um, 
you'll be good. But they take different um, content-based uh, readings, and each I think each book is, focuses on different content area. Are they rewritten for the audience, or are they native? Are they are they regular articles? I don't think they are quite authentic. I think they're authenticated materials. Okay. Authenticated means that they have been changed to uh, address ESL students. But don't quote me on that. Uh, I got it on tape. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> uh, and so if you want also, some of them come with a CNN video if you want a listening uh, part to match the reading class, the reading content. So it's a real good book. The students like the topics. Um, I used, I think it was Concepts for Today and Issues for Today. And they were pretty interesting. They didn't focus on the, the normal space alien topic that each reading book has. Um, That's an important topic. We've got to be dude, thinking I'm about so that. Dude, I'm so sick of... What Life when the space beyond. Come, man. I know, I know. The only, the other book I have is I haven't used it, but a lot of teachers here are using it. It's the Hot Topics series. Hot topics, like hot pockets, but for your reading. Yeah, there was a there was a Will Ferrell thing where like he's talking about hot pockets and just like, <laughs> halfway like later on after he's completely finished the story, he's a hot pocket. <laughs> so, um, I can't really vouch for this book, but I know a lot of the teachers like it. And again, they have the readings, then they have um, vocabulary and uh, comprehension, discussion, reading skills, and... Uh, mad skills? Mad skills, man. Um, so, how many more? Do you have any others on that? For for reading no. Okay, so let me let me ask you this: What uh, for a reading class? Okay, would you tend to go towards a reading book like those? Uh huh. Or extensive readers? Yes. No, choose. No, 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 no. Because I'll do. The reading book in class for class discussions and, and focus on the skills in class, and I assign them extensive reading outside of the class. Oh, okay. And so if we're meeting uh, and by extensive two readers, times, I mean graded readers. Graded readers. Or for my high-level classes, I have them read um, native, native novels uh, geared towards usually high school or middle school. That's cool. Like Hatchet um, is what my students are currently reading. But if the class meets two times a week, then for the graded readers, I'll have them come together and discuss what they've read and do little graded reader activities once every two weeks. So every okay. fourth class. And the remaining literature, three classes... Literature circle-y sort of exactly, stuff. Exactly, exactly. And the remaining three classes, we do um, reading skills uh, or the content readers, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. more academic reading. Cool. So that's why I said yes. Yes. All of the above. All right. Uh, let's go into writing. And for writing, um, 
I've used the Great Paragraphs book before. Okay, yeah, Great Paragraphs, Great Essays. Good books. Not great books, yeah. but good books. <laughs> Which is really deceptive. <laughs> the one great sentences though, the the like the number one of the series. Uh-huh. Horrible. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sorry, light and fluffy. Fluffy bunnies. Fluffy bunnies. <laughs> the great paragraphs book is good. Yeah. Um great paragraphs it's it's they have good student examples. Mm-hmm. And um easy to use, easy to understand chapters for the students. And again, it's not the end all be all of writing books, but um, they have enough good information in it that I can use, that I choose to use uh, maybe 70 to 80% of the chapter. That's cool. So um, I think maybe next year I'll go back to using books. Seems like so much easier. It's almost exactly, like exactly, you know? exactly. Um, and so I know a lot of people use the Ashima um, book from from sentence to paragraph, and then from paragraph to essay. I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, I've heard great things about that, but I just never uh, ventured out. I didn't like the organization of it. They had mm. sentences after paragraphs, and it was just. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. yeah. So, great essays, great paragraphs is what I use for intermediate students. Um, if you have high-level students, a, a book that I really um, suggest is Paragraph Pack Practice by, oh, I'm sorry, Great Essays um, is published by... Houghton Mifflin. So in the side, different cover. Yeah, Houghton Mifflin, and it's by Keith Falsey, April Muchmore Vokun. I'm sorry, April, if I'm butchering your name. Um, go look up on and the Solomon. internet. <laughs> yeah, just just Amazon great essays. There you go. Great paragraphs. Uh, Amazon a verb now? Yeah, it is now. Sweet. American uh, English language, well, baby, it's Google, alive. I know Google is, but but. Didn't know Amazon was sweet. I got that much power. Excellent. Okay. Uh, high level, but you're still doing paragraphs. Paragraph practice. And this is great if you ever go back to um, <laughs> grad school and you have to remember how to kind of write academically. And even though it says paragraph... Never doing that. Exactly. I know. Even though it says paragraph practice, they have a whole thing on thesis statements. They have... Um, a large uh, part on short compositions, and the rest is just different paragraphs, different uh, working coherence and continuity, and it's just a fantastic book. But the examples that they have, the model paragraphs that they have, are a bit high level for just your regular run-of-the-mill intermediate ESL students. Uh, high level is in high level for vocabulary or yes. for structure? Vocabulary. Mostly vocabulary. Okay. I mean, the structure is awesome, and that's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. But the vocabulary uh, goes a little over their head. It's mm. like I plus five. Nice. So instead of I plus one. I see. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Good. I was at that crash in lecture. <laughs> Sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any questions about writing? Um, I tend to not use a writing book because I don't like the 
the pretense of them. In what way? Um, well, because explain yourself, sir. Well, what I what I keep seeing is, you know, the, the students are doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again over the first, you know, I don't know, they start whenever they start learning how to write and then because like here's a pencil, the first thing we're going to learn is a five paragraph essay. 6 years later, get your pencil out, we're going to learn the five paragraph essay. Now, I'm not saying that they still don't need it at that point. All right. But one thing that we tend to forget as a native writer, uh, a five-paragraph essay is just an ideal that we break away from. And uh, I think particularly as teachers, we tend to forget that. True. And so, um, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of good lessons in it in that, you know, you keep it one idea per paragraph and, you know, have some sort of structure about what you're going to say. Um, but I think, I don't know, because I've been doing basic, it's not exactly free writing, but I, I give them a topic. Uh-huh. And, and, but do kind of say, all right, now go show me what you got. And then, you know, over the rewrite process, then I rework it back towards, right. you know, something coherent. If it, if, but, you know, a lot of times it'll come back just fine. Right. And, I mean, I've been having the same kind of struggles. Like, wow, just teach the five-paragraph essay when they get out of university, get out of academia, when will they really use that? Right. And, um, but what I've been seeing from the papers that they've been turning in is, yeah, we're doing the five-paragraph essay and we're doing cause-effect here and we're doing uh, comparison there, but what they're really, what I'm having them do is, or that I see is that really we're just, they're doing the five paragraph essays, but we're still focusing on getting good paragraph structure within longer writing uh, material, mm. written material, and working on getting nice transitions from paragraph to paragraph. Oh, that's true. So that's that true. when they write longer research papers, when they write uh, longer essays, or even just um, writing reports for their company, that they will have those basic skills. That's true. And they are just happen to be found right now within the five paragraph essay. Yeah, uh, it's just I know, I know that there there are some teachers out there that that live and die by it, and uh, I don't know, I because you know it, it occurred to me at the beginning of this year when I was getting ready to do my writing class, like oh you know what creative writing is a class that people take in writing. Right. So why can't we do that instead of the five-paragraph essay, even if it's just as a break to, you know, before they have to dig back into it, you know, do it as a vocabulary builder, et cetera. Um, but I don't have any good books for that. So, uh -huh. so if anybody knows of any good books for creative writing for ESL students. Um, email us. Yeah. At the or Maichingo us. Yes. So, yeah, no, I also do um, creative writing a lot. Uh, in my class. Creative five-paragraph essays. Oh, creative 30-page choose-your-own-adventures and creative... Those are collaborative. Though. True, true, true. Um, but they're, they're still putting, I mean, to be 30 pages, they have to put out... That's a, each of them are putting out five pages. Yeah, that's a, that's a chunk. I mean... So... Sweet. But no, no, I totally agree. Um, creative writing and writing for, for other purposes besides just academic 
essays yes. is important. Um, but note, note writing. It's easier to use a book. <laughs> it is. It is easier to use a book. It so, is all right. What other? What other okay, what moving on to there? listening. Uh, speaking, what? listening. What? It, what? Huh? Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, come on, you all out there know you laughed at that just a little <laughs> bit. A few different books um, for academic cl uh, speaking, listening, um, upper intermediate to lower advanced. Um, I suggest the listening and note taking skills series from Thompson, uh, Thompson Heinley, and that includes noteworthy and uh, Advanced Listening Comprehension. And Noteworthy is by Phyllis Lim and William Smallzer. And <laughs> Smallzer. Smallzer. I like that name. And Advanced time. Listening Comprehension, I can't, again, Amazon it. And yes, it is a verb now. And so they're very good academic listening um, lectures for the students to take notes. Um, Noteworthy has good vocabulary and key concepts before the listening. Uh, the, the one drawback is that they don't really teach note-taking skills that well, mm. I don't think. Um, but for academic lectures, it's, it's good um, exposure for them. Mm-hmm. Are they are they native lectures? Or yeah, they... they're 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 fairly native lectures, and usually I'm teaching the highest level class in the university first years, right. and I need to play the lecture two times. My students would love if I played it three times for them to. What, how long are they? Uh, each lecture is around ten to fifteen minutes long. Yeah, I'd like to see somebody develop a book for for the TED lectures. Those are. They're academic lectures. They are academic. Well, they're not they're, even academic lectures. They're, they're, they're pop academic. True. True. I don't know. I think, but the, the vocabulary in there is, is really high. Well, the, the vocabulary, I think more, actually more the structure yeah. of a lot of it. And, you know, a lot of those guys, I don't know. Uh, the, the, the good thing about note-taking yeah. is that they will have the signposting language in there for the students oh, to cool. alert them to the next uh, topic that they are talking about or uh, important information that they are reiterating or something like that. Cool. So um, another one, a little easier uh, for lower level classes is the contem Contemporary Topics series from uh, Pearson Logman. And um, I usually use Contemporary Topics 3. Uh, which is the advanced one, and that's by Begler, Murray, and Rost is the editor. And again, it's a good series. Um, <clears throat> vocabulary previews, they do have some um, note-taking skills uh, part to it. Um, listening for main idea and details um, section, and just uh, projects if they want to continue it Sweet. outside. That one I've seen a bunch of people using. Yeah, but it's it's lower level than the noteworthy and the advanced listening comprehension. Mm. Um, another book for n just general listening, not really academic, would be the no North Star series. And they have, I mean, they have it really broken down to 
basic, low intermediate, intermediate, high intermediate, uh, and advanced. Yeah. And they're, they're pretty good. But it's more general. I mean, it's all based on content. But it's more general, not really note-taking as much or academic as much. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the other one that we used Mosaic was. or Quest. No, it was something really Tapestry. painful. It was Heart of the Matter. Yeah, uh, and it that's just painful. a painful title. Yeah. It sounds like Harlequin oh, put out Don't a even, yeah. Listening. It, was, it was about as stereotypical a listening book as you can get. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's it for the listening, speaking that's cool. one. Um, I've been doing uh, presentations, so public speaking in classes. I haven't been using a book, but uh, I think uh, what I may do is i got to check and see if Gar Reynolds' book is out yet. It's called Presentation Zen. Um, but uh, he's kind of uh, our local celebrity as far as presentations go. But it's kind of the whole modern theory. If you check back in the Presentations 2.0 episode, that was, I don't know, maybe 10 ago. Mm -hmm. um, the, I talk a lot more about it. But he's got a book coming out within the next two weeks or so, I believe. Is it geared for teachers? Is it geared for students? It's, it's regular Just reading. It is, a, it is a book. Okay. Like, uh, not an ESL book, not anything like that. And so I think it w could be adapted for an ESL class uh -huh. or, you know, because by the time you get into public speaking, you're at least intermediate. Right. And so um, you check out his website and see what you can see there. But if you're teaching a public speaking class, um, it is a good way to go. Some cool ideas. All right. Uh, the last couple books that I have... It's just for standard EFL classes. Mm -hmm. And there's tons and tons of books out there. And good old standbys that I've used way in the past um, that I enjoyed are, and I don't even know if they're still in print or not. Uh, <laughs> the first one, English First Hand Is, and it's on its uh, second or third edition. And that's by Mark Helgeson and put out by Longman. And it's a good, um, uh, it's a conversation book. It's not even an integrated skills book. It's a conversation book for EFL at the institute level. Mm, that's cool. Language institute level. And um, it's just, I, I enjoyed it. They have some writing in it, uh, but it's mostly just conversation. And the other one that I have is Getting Together, an ESL conversation book by... Susan Stempleski, who is very prolific in the ESL, EFL market, Allison Rice and Julia Falsetti, and that's by Harcourt as well. And it's just good. It's, it's not as beautiful as most of the new uh, EFL books are. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not glossy. It's just uh, sketches. It's not full color. And old scale, old school. Yeah, it, it's very old school, and I mean... This is old. Let's see. I don't even know. Like <laughs> 1986. Oh, 86. I was so, close. I was off by four. But it's it's a great book, and they have great exercises in it. And again, it's a conversation book, and it gets the students talking uh, and with really interesting activities. Yeah. Cool. So. Cool, cool, cool. All right. That's um, my spiel. Yeah. I wish I had more books I liked. Children but, in uh, Action. Children in Action is your book. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Yeah, um, actually, I'm glad you brought a big bag of books so you can take that one back with you. All right. <laughs> thank, and thank you for letting me use it. I really appreciate sure, it. Sure, no problem. No problem. All right. Okay, so we're at 36. That's a good stopping yeah, point. We'll uh, background this here. Next week, hopefully, our um, interviewees will, will come through. Yeah, we've been having trouble... Uh, actually, because of we've been having trouble figuring out when we're going to be doing the recording, it's hard to get people in to uh, record with us because we don't know when we're doing the recording. So, hopefully, we'll have everything squared out like uh, around those lines. We're, we're talking to our producer now. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, like <laughs> like right now. Oh, that's right. I'm the producer. You um, too. So, uh, yeah, so thank you for tuning in, and uh, we are glad to be back, and we will be back again some more next week. Yes. Maybe same bat channel, week. same bat time. Sporadically. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. All right, we is out of here. Peace. <laughs>